When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Hi again. Welcome to the Talking Real Money podcast. I'm Don McDonald. Glad you tuned over, turned over, listened, flipped a button, whatever it was you did, or pushed a button, flipped a switch. That would be more accurate, wouldn't it? <laughs> Mixing the metaphors up a little. Well, good to talk with you again. Quick reminder about the future. On this coming Saturday, Tom and I will be live on the radio from noon until 2 Pacific time, 3 to 5 Eastern, where we can take your calls live at 855-935-TALK. Otherwise, you can call us anytime with your questions at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. You can also send them in via the Talking Real Money website use the contact button and we will answer your questions on this podcast um today we've got a question and something i want to talk about i don't often talk about what the stock market does during the course of a day or a week or a month even but something very interesting happened today on the u.s stock market the s&p 500 moved up some about two-tenths of a percent. It was up five points. The the NASDAQ moved up quite a bit. It was up 66 points, about eight-tenths of a percent. The Dow went down. This is one of those instances that illustrates the problem with the stupid Dow Jones Industrial Average. I wish we would stop using it. I wish we would stop even thinking about it. It is not the market, yet most people still say, well, the market was down 28 points today. No, the market wasn't down 28 points today. Do you know what was down today? What was really down, which took the Dow down a lot? The bulk of the decline in the Dow today while the rest of the market was rising, stock prices generally, there are always some that go down, some that go up, but stock prices were generally higher. Today, Thursday, the 24th day of October, 2019. What killed the Dow today was a 4% decline in one single stock. One company reported bad earnings, and that company was 3M. And since they are one of the 30 stocks in the Dow, their 4% decline helped push everything lower, even though we had some companies like Dow Chemical, Dow Incorporated, up 4 Visa up 3 3%. I'm giving you percentages. We still had, you know, a 4% decline in 3M, and then we had Johnson & Johnson, you know, their troubles. They were down 
Uh, Cisco Systems had an earnings problem. They were down. These were all, you know, there were a bunch of big industrial companies that were down by one or more percent. Pfizer, Caterpillar, United Health, Cisco, McDonald's, Johnson & Johnson, and then 3M with its big 4% decline. So those few companies turned what we call the market, the Dow Jones Industrial Average, 30 stocks, made it look like the market went down when, in fact, the broader market, the S&P 500, the S&P Total Market Index, the NASDAQ, all of those were trading higher. We need to ignore the stupid Dow. 855-935-TALK. Call anytime and ask a question because we love taking your questions and hearing your comments. And we'll read some of those on the air. And today's question slash comment is a long one. So we're just going to do one today, but I'm going to read the whole thing. Okay. All right. Dear Tom and Don, thank you so much for your wonderful podcast. I have many stacked up in my iPhone to work through just this morning. It broke my heart to hear an elderly widow named Grace with a portfolio of about $2 million trusting a broker who wouldn't be clear with her about how much she was paying in commissions. (laughs) That's typical. I'm 64 and can remember a time when women left everything financial up to their husbands, which is not the best idea, but I understand why. Uh, Grace didn't have a computer, but her daughter could help her get to your website. I sure hope she has found a fiduciary by now. When I was young, I started off with Merrill Lynch, but quickly found out the shenanigans they'd pull with trusting elderly widows. Someone I was close to worked there and told me inside dirt. (laughs) I used to work for their competitor, I'll tell you, inside dirt. A scandal leading to the loss of a license and firing of a broker in the Philadelphia office. That happens all the time. You guys do such vitally important work to open people's eyes to some of the more unscrupulous practices which you say ought to be illegal, but aren't. That experience led me to the rather newish Vanguard Group in 1980. And they were newish in 1980. You were way ahead of the curve. I became a tried and true Boglehead. Dear John Bogle, my hero. So... I'd like your opinion on the Wellington Fund. That would be the Vanguard Wellington Fund. Shortly before John Bogle died, he said said that he still had a portion of his portfolio in the Wellington Fund for sentimental reasons, but that it was largely indexed anyway. Mm. It's one of the things that Jack Bogle and we disagreed about, how indexed some of the... He he thought the S&P 500 was enough. No. I know you guys don't go for actively managed, but my parents and I have always had this fund. It feels safe and it isn't too expensive. My question, though, is on the Market Watch website, they have the Lipper Leader rankings, which I'm sure you're aware of, and under tax efficiency, it only ranks a two. I'm wondering if in if it makes sense in today's world to hang on to Wellington, or could I do better with a different balanced fund? Everything I have is in 18 Vanguard funds, and I have no advisor as of yet. If I ever do get one, I will carefully follow all of what you two recommend. I'm quickly becoming a Tom or a Don and Tom head. I got Tom Billing there. A Don and Tom head also. I might have to start a club. 
I love you guys. We love you too. And all of you other people too. We truly, truly do. And um, I I like Wellington. I got a soft spot for Wellington too. I've been suggesting Wellington to people for, gosh, probably 30 years, 30, over 30 years since I stopped being a big, bad broker. I love the fund, but I do think you could do better. And in fact, I think you could do a lot better. I don't know what the 18 funds you have are. If, like, for example, you've really done a great portfolio and you've got small cap value and a little bit of real estate and some tips and those kinds of things, I'd be really thrilled with having 18 funds if you did it right. But most people have 18 funds because they sort of invested in a hodgy-podgy fashion. By a little of this because it's hot at the time, a little health care because that was hot, a little technology because that was hot, a little whatever here, this, that, and the other thing. Or because somebody said, hey, I have this fund, you should buy it. It just gets hard to keep an eye on 18 funds. Now, let me just go back to Wellington. Quick comparison. Wellington fund is inexpensive. The Admiral's shares are 0.17% per year. Dirt cheap. However, the Vanguard Balanced Index Fund is 0.07% per year. One-tenth of a percent less. The Wellington fund over the past 15 years has made a little more money. But the balanced index fund has taken a lot less risk in terms of volatility. Wellington has about a thousand, a little over a thousand securities, and balanced the balanced index has about 13,000, 3,000 of which are stocks. So the balanced index fund is, in my opinion, a better fund because it makes almost as much, but it does it with a much lower degree of volatility and less scariness. Now I'm going to turn back to the 18 fund point. I don't believe anybody needs 18 funds. I think if you were really doing a, a, a portfolio that is based on all of these factors that we believe have some impact on the market over long or have had some impacts on the market over long periods of time, that you might want to have five or six or seven, maybe eight. But 18 is way too many. If you're not putting together that kind of a portfolio that needs regular rebalancing, then we that's why we suggest the two-fund solution. It's just two funds, and it makes life so much easier. You determine how much volatility you can stand. And if your volatility falls into a 60-40 balanced area, like the Vanguard Balanced Index, you're going to get much better diversification at a similar cost, much better diversification, a lot more securities. In fact, probably about 10,000 more securities, which is kind of overkill, but um, you're going to get 8,000 stocks and probably 15, 18,000 bonds. You would go with the two funds, which is the Vanguard Total World Index, stock index, which is VTWAX, VTWAX, and the Vanguard Total Bond Market Index. Both of them you should get as the admiral shares because there's no point in getting the investor shares anymore anyway, but you have enough that 3,000 is the minimum on both, and the admiral shares have lower fees, but it's the same portfolio. So just get those two funds in the proper allocation 
for your risk tolerance. And one of the ways you can figure out what the proper allocation might need to be is by taking our very, very free, absolutely no obligation, no salesperson will call, we're not Fisher Investments, we don't harangue people, we don't beat you up, we don't cold call ever, Uh, go take our risk quiz at TalkingRealMoney.com. You get a copy of it. We get a copy of it because if you ever want to call, we can discuss it with you if you ever want to sit down with an advisor. But uh, then you can build your own portfolio that way. So I hope that helps. I'm so glad you listen. I'm going to ask for a huge favor like I do every podcast. Please tell everybody you run into. Everybody. Because you know everybody deals with money. Everybody. And most of them are dealing with money badly because they're going to some friend or some relative or some nice person they met at their service club or their church. And 99% of the time, they're not getting the best help they can get. I mean, that's the number. Market Watch came up with that number. You want them to get decent help and they can get it for free on the podcast just send them our way and if you really love what you hear subscribe if you really 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 love what you hear drop us a line uh we'd love to hear from you and let's see what else was i going to tell you oh and call the show this weekend we're live on saturday on como radio in seattle oh and by the way uh just for all of you who've let your husband's do all the work for a long period of time. If you're in the Seattle area, go to Talking Real Money. Uh, Barb has a uh, our, our own Barb Devereaux. Sorry, Barb has a class on female financial fundamentals next Wednesday. It's a lunch ed class where you can get lunch and a class. It's only an hour long. Uh, just some of the basics you need to know as a woman uh, who hasn't really managed her money on her own to manage your money on your own. All right. Thanks for being there. We will talk soon. I'm Don McDonald. Talking real money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future. So, past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That's a wrap.